Thanks for joining the SoarCast, where we talk about drones, band aircraft, and satellites, and how they relate to geospatial products found on the SOAR platform. Hello, everyone. This is Darren with SOAR, um, and you're joining me again for a, a SOARcast. And today we have a great guest. His name's Evgeny, and I won't take a stab at his last name, but he goes by Ev. So um, that's how we'll talk talk to him throughout this interview. And Evgeny is with um, with Skylum, and they make Air Magic, which is which is a piece of uh, of software for um, enhancing drone drone images. So, Ev, how are you today? Oh, I'm wonderful. I just got off the plane, so thanks for catching me at the right time. <laughs> yeah, we're glad that we caught you. Where are you today? Uh, today I'm in Kiev, uh, but if you talked to me yesterday, I was in Shanghai, and if you talked to me a week ago, I was in, to- I think in Tokyo. <laughs> a lot of travel. Wow. Um, well, we're we're glad that we caught you. So um, yeah, today we we just want to catch up with you because um, we've worked a little bit with Air Magic, and we found that it works really great for. Uh, for drone images, um, just sort of out of the box, um, almost it does all the work for you. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Air Magic? Um, what 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 does Air Magic do for for drone images? Uh, for sure, yeah. Well, uh, like stepping one or or a couple of steps back, um, Skylum makes a lot of photo editing software just because there is uh, eleven years of history. Uh, of making different apps. And through all of this history, basically the idea is how do you enhance and how do you make image editing easy? And so uh, a year ago, we had introduced, or actually two years ago, we introduced an app called PhotoLemur that is super easy to use. You drag and uh, drop images that you want to enhance. And basically we trained the artificial network uh, neural network to, to automatically enhance those images. And then we started asking our customers, like, what do you use it for? You know, what kind of images do you take? And there's a healthy portion of our users that take, uh, that have drones. Uh, and drone, drone and photography, of course, are really related because uh, a drone without a camera is kind of boring. Uh, and so we thought, how about we make an app that is dedicated to drone photography? And that's how Air Magic was born. It's basically um, uh, features the similar interface to PhotoLemur, but it's a whole new neural network that's been trained exclusively on the uh, drone images. And as you might imagine, most drone images are taken outdoors and very few of them are indoors. Uh, and usually it's a nature shots or a landscape shots or a city shots. And so it's been quite an interesting challenge uh, to optimize it for that. But at the same time, the images are more or less um, kind of like there's a, 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 it's very diverse, but at the same time, they all kind of happen to be mostly landscape or cityscape images. Ah, oh, yeah. Well, that's that's good to know. I think that um, even myself, when I was getting started out, and I should say probably still now, um, getting a good shot is is always a challenge. Uh, it, it seems like you don't know that it's a good shot until you get you get the the image off the drone. Um, whereas maybe 
when you're holding a camera in front of your face, you, you know, you feel good about the composition and, and, um, it's maybe easier to frame it is, is, um, I don't know. Would you, would you agree that, that often it's, it's hit or miss with drone images? It's not until you, you get it down off the drone that, um, you know, whether it's good or not. Yeah, well, I think it's a bit of a practice because I've seen some people who do it naturally. They know exactly what they're going for. Uh, for me, it's a bit different. I would normally uh, fly a drone and I would put it on a timer. So maybe like shoot every three or five seconds because I, I, at the same time, I don't want to miss the shot. And at the same time, I want to look around and kind of like see what else is there. But normally... You know, it's kind of like, I think it comes down to experience. I feel like people who've done it uh, over and over and over, they just fly. They know exactly what they're looking for. They just like go right for that. And I'm jealous. <laughs> I th I think you have, yeah, you have, you definitely have a good point. I think um, composing, trying to compose your shots or deciding um, perhaps how they look. I've seen other people uh, make that type of suggestion, you know, use something like Google Earth to get an idea of, of how the shot's going to be framed and, and if things things will center well or if they do things like uh, obey rule of thirds. Um, but I'm a bit like yourself. I like to go up um, and, yeah, let the drone take a lot of pictures and then, um, you know, make a decision um, afterwards. I think that's the strength of drones because they can cover a lot of ground, you know, quicker than you and I can cover ground. They can acquire so many images um, all at once. So why not? why not get a lot of images and then, and then filter through to find your, your favorite one. Um, I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit um, about the, the conversation that, and that's more um, about maybe some of your rules or, or even some of your experience for uh, acquiring great uh, photographs. And one would be um, acquisition. And that's really like uh, when you're taking images with drones. Do you have any um, any any suggestions for for people starting out as far as getting good images or okay images to start? Uh, that, that's that's a good question because I've been thinking back to my experience of living in Japan and basically uh, drone, taking drone pictures in Japan is pretty complicated because of regulations. So, uh, lucky, luckily for those who live in places where it can just simply be outdoors, uh, outside of the city and fly drone wherever they want, uh, that's a big advantage. <laughs> so the main thing is obviously look for the places where, uh, you know, that are, you can start with touristy places. You know, there's nothing wrong with that because that's the uh, touristy outdoors uh, or touristy like travel destinations. Um, and thinking of Canada or thinking of Australia, for example, those are kind of like, you know, those are hiking trails, those are waterfalls and things like this. So that gives you an idea that if you're shooting waterfall, a drone can definitely help. You can get a very unique perspective. If you're shooting a forest and there is like a lonely road and you uh, took that road and it looks twisty, from the top it's going to probably look a lot more intriguing. Um, or if you're passing by uh, like massive fields and you see that they're like colorful, maybe like green or yellow, from the top, they're going to look cool because they're all like either square or like some different shapes or, uh, you know, so that that will give you a whole different perspective. And sometimes I feel uh, luckily with uh, with modern drones, it's very easy to fly them and it's very easy to get it started. So it doesn't take a lot of time as it used to uh, be in the past. So you can uh, take it up the air 
whenever you wanted to and just get to see a whole different perspective. And I think that's the best feeling is that you don't need to take half an hour. You don't need to, you know, like prepare all of this. You just, you know, put it, put it on the ground, fly, fly it up, see what's up. And if it's boring, well, you bring it back down. No, that's great. Um, those are great suggestions. And and I think your point is good. Just get out there. And and uh, if you think it looks good from the ground, chances are it probably looks good um, from the air. I wanted to touch base with you on uh, editing photos. And, and really, um, I think it stems from a conversation we had a little while ago about um, enhancing photos so that uh, they're more visually appearing, appealing. And, and even more so that um, they're appealing to others, which would mean, um, you know, they're more likely to buy them. Um, wh- how, b- how big of a difference does it, does it make um, taking an image and, and enhancing it afterwards? Well, the, the simple rule is that all the images needs to be in, uh, need, uh, need some enhancement. Uh, and that just stems from the way that the eye uh, and the camera sees the things differently. And so you simply, like if you if you see with your eyes and it looks pretty, most likely the camera cannot capture the same thing as your eyes see. So of course, that's uh, like the basic rule is that you need some sort of enhancement. Uh, the other thing is you mentioned like how good they are for sale. I think it's important to know uh, sort of like who the client is. And I'll give you an idea. So for example, if you're shooting for some sort of um, as just a picture, uh, then your composition is what you want to, you know, h- how you want to frame it. But if you're thinking of that to be as a part of the advertisement or as a part of uh, some kind of messaging, then you might need to leave more space uh, on the left or on the right or top or bottom. Um, and a lot of commercial photographers, for example, they would frame it so that uh, they either take a wider approach or, you know, they try to, um, if it's drone photography, they would fly a little higher. Uh, or they would try to frame it so that there is enough space to put a copy on either side. And they would actually make several shots uh, so that designer can put something on the left or on the right side of the image, for example. So that's important to know, like, who the actual customer is. Uh, whether, uh, and if it's for some sort of, like, satellite-style imagery, then, of course, you need to look, like, straight down. <laughs> and oftentimes, those are, uh, if you're in the same space and your drone is already up in the air, I think it, it's prudent to just go through the checklist and do all of this at the same time because it doesn't take uh, too, you know, it doesn't... Uh, take too much effort to actually capture different shots. Oh, that's, that's great advice. Um, Ev, you know, things that, things that I wouldn't have thought of, but they make perfect sense. Like what you said about framing the shot, allowing, um, space in the shot to, um, to add comments or, or, um, titles or, or those types of things that are going to look good on, on that background, but still keep, um, keep the observer's attention wanted to to maybe touch base a little bit about um, even marketing your own images and so um, I forgot to to touch base a little bit on your on your history so maybe we'll go into that um, sort of in the middle of the interview but um, what are what is what are some of the experience you have sort of in this in this photo space in the stock imagery space um, going back let's say 10 years <laughs> yeah <laughs> I get where uh, I get where you're going with that yeah yeah uh, Back in 2004, I started a company called Fire and PX. Uh, it's a photo sharing marketplace. Uh, started as a community, and uh, in 2009, it was re 
like basically restarted as a business. And in 2013, it started as the uh, photo marketplace, so a photo stock marketplace. And so I've been doing this up until 2016. And in 2018, the company got acquired by um, uh, a Chinese company, like Get Images of China, basically. And so uh, that's a that's a lot of years of working and understanding uh, communities and the marketplaces. And so what we've noticed is that, uh, you know, better looking images, of course, sell more or images that have some sort of like a commercial value or commercial uh, ID in mind also sell a lot more. So kind of like once you understand uh, the the tools that you have at your disposal, at what you might need in order to sell the image, you might start thinking like a client. And so you might start uh, taking the images that actually uh, are sold more often. And one of the things we discussed uh, before, the, uh, before this uh, podcast is that uh, keywords also matter. So instead of just putting keywords that you think uh, you know, you might want to put with the image. It's important to put keywords that the client would be looking for, like kind of like getting in the head of your client and starting to understand what their needs are. No, that's brilliant, um, Evan. And uh, I saw a tweet yesterday that was, um, one picture is worth a thousand tags. Um, so that's just a play on on the old phrase, <laughs> a picture is worth a thousand words. But certainly... Uh, you're covering a, a much bigger audience and, uh, and, and, and just increasing marketability if you have um, more tags. And thanks for, um, for yeah, hitting, the, hitting the nail on the head um, with that question. That's definitely where I was going with that. Been, um, we've been trucking on with this serious uh, imagery uh, side of things, and this is the second half of the the Sorecast with the um, the not so serious second half. And um, these questions, you know, really they're 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 sort of out of thin air. They're meant to uh, they're not meant to trick you up, but they're meant to um, to get uh, to get your first reaction. So uh, be prepared. Be prepared if some of them seem a bit funny. Um, and I'll start off a bit serious. What's your favorite season for taking photos? You know, I think it's the fall season. And when you ask me that, the picture in my head is the yellow and red leaves in Canada. And that's the thing that I actually have not photographed with a drone. But uh, now that you mentioned this, I think that's like the perfect place and the perfect time to be and uh, to shoot all the foliage that's, uh, that's happening in the fall time. Well, it sounds like you got to organize a business trip to Canada um, in the coming months. Fingers okay. crossed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what's your favorite coffee? Uh, latte, for sure. Yeah. Actually, I'm using latte. Well, I, I should have said flat white <laughs> for for obvious reasons of where you guys uh, are based. But uh, uh, I use them kind of interchangeably. Um, and yeah, for me, latte is very important. It's basically how I start my day. And that's how I measure the quality of the coffee shops that I uh, travel and see around the world. Very good. Um, what is your favorite song from... Either the 1990s or the 2000s. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out. Oh my god! Uh, 
never gonna give you up <laughs> that seems to be gaining a lot of traction lately uh yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll go with that one yeah yeah i'll take i'll take that <laughs> i'm sure a lot of people would would agree with you <laughs> and then it's stuck in everyone's head for the for the rest of their day <laughs> i think we're gonna when we edit this this sorecast we'll make that the outro music just for you um uh, moving on do you have a favorite operating system? I do. I'm a Mac user. And, but you know, it's like, frankly, it's, I can use anything. Uh, Linux, Windows, Mac, doesn't matter. Just Mac is, makes my life a little easier. So I've been a Mac user for, for quite some time, like maybe 15 years or so, 16 years. Okay. Next question. Pretend you're flying a drone to your mom. How would you explain it? To your say you're explaining so you had to explain what it's like to fly a drone, but you're explaining it to uh your mom. Oh. Uh luckily she knows what a drone is. It's just, you know, it's a it's a it's a it's a small airplane with a camera, I guess, that you can control with a radio. Uh I don't even know. Like, I think most people know, even old people, <laughs> even older generation knows what drones are because they've seen them around in parks or they've seen them around uh, on TV or, you know, in uh, in pop culture. So I think luckily for, for you and me, it's it doesn't need much explaining. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. Um, OK, this this one might trip you up. Who is your favorite geopolitical leader, alive or dead? So it uh, could be a, you know, a, a world leader who's either alive or dead. And, you don't, uh, and it doesn't necessarily uh, matter whether you wish they were dead already. Um, and we'll leave that up to uh, the audience. <laughs> so you can throw any name out there. Do they have to be uh, drone pilots as well? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Uh... That's that's a tough one. F- frankly, oh, that's a tough one. I've been reading a lot of history books, and I'm trying to figure out, like, you know, I, I want to go with somebody uh, pretty ancient, but at the same time, uh, I'll, I'll answer this way. I'll go with the current prime minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau. <laughs> that, and, and, and he goes through a lot of controversy right now. But I think, you know, uh, my favorite part about that is that whether it's him or somebody else, people still wake up in the same country and they don't feel divided because of that. And that's uh, one of the best feelings to be, um, you know, to be Canadian and to be part of um, part of that. Well, thank you, Ev. I think that's, um, I'll, I'll go with that. That's a great answer. Uh, okay. We've only got a few more. Which way do you button your shirts, up or down? Always up. <laughs> who, who does it from down? That's like, it's really hard. Uh, no, you, you first locate the, uh, you know, you want to make, because if, if you start somewhere in the middle, you always mess it up. And it's always like going to be like one, you know, one off. So you start from the top and there's no other way. <laughs> <laughs> if if anyone ever answers you from the bottom, you should 
you should not talk to them. I think it's really weird. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Last question. What type of biscuit are you craving right now? Biscuit. Actually, none. But I would take a nice uh, almond croissant. Well, very good. I've run out of silly questions, um, and I didn't seem to trip <laughs> you up except on the geopolitical leader one, but you came up with a great answer for that. And um, so everybody who tuned in today, um, thanks to Evgeny, and um, I'm going to let Evgeny say his full name in as, as it should sound. Ev, how do we pronounce your full name? Evgeny Chibotrov. Very good. And that's why <laughs> I didn't try to do it myself. But Thank you, Evgeny, and great advice about um, taking images and making great images using drones. And thanks for joining the SoarCast. Well, of course, thanks for having me. Okay, have a great day. Thanks. Bye. And that's all we have time for today. Tune in to our next SoarCast for more discussion on geospatial products and imagery found on SOAR.